she scores! Take a moment to look up at the ceiling. You're about to bust through it. SDPN, the PWHPA, presents Hockey Like You've Never Heard It Before. The Noxie and Cax Show with Liz Knox and Carol Emard. <laughs> Let's get it. Go. Welcome back to the Noxie and Cax Show live in Studio One here at SDPN Studios. Cax, thank you for driving all the way to Toronto. <laughs> it's great to have you here in the home city. It was a great drive, you know. Quick uh, five hour, no traffic, and I'm, uh, I'm happy to be here, actually. Very. The, things, the things that Cax does for this show, you know, <laughs> just taking a little road trip down to talk about the PWHL. Well, I had to. The PWHL, it's official. The league has launched. We have six teams, uh, Minnesota, Toronto, Boston, New York, Ottawa, Montreal. This all came out within the last couple of weeks. Um, we saw the league owned by Mark Walter Group, Billie Jean King Enterprises. Um, of, course, of course, Mark Walter's group is um, with the LA Dodgers. So I had to sport my <laughs> LA hat. I know Royce would be happy to see that today. Um, so t- talk me through your last couple of weeks, my guys. God. My God. Um, well, it's finally here, so we can finally talk about it because we've been promoting this thing and, and wanting to talk to all of you guys, fans. But my last few weeks have been uh, quite hectic. I'm not going to lie. I've uh, changed a little bit uh, pace uh, in my own life and stuff, but just so excited about you know all the announcements, everything that's coming up. We'll get into the, my you know daily little things that I've been doing differently than maybe when I was just only playing um but uh yeah it's been uh, quite uh spending some time on the phone and uh making sure everyone is good everyone is uh doing great and you know trying to answer even questions that i have no answers for at times and uh you know the, i love the journalists i love everyone that's uh you know asking and trying to get some leaks here and there and then <laughs> all of those that i entertain these conversations french and english whatever whenever they call but yeah we we were just as um you know excited as everyone else has been and i think that we've been just i mean me for myself been kind of like dealing with the excitement the stress and the nerve and and i i can't wait i can't wait to to go to a game it's been it's been a long journey i will say and (laughs) you know big kudos to mark walters group stan kasten royce cohen um of course billy jean king alana kloss um they're the you know board of governors now for the pwhl but they were adamant that if we were going to do business together, we were going to do it right. And in their mind, that meant you leave the boardroom in the boardroom. So um, things like leaks and stuff like that, you know, it was pretty hard, I would say, on players to see this stuff come out on something we've been working so hard for, especially over the last, you know, six to eight months as we were in CBA negotiations. But regardless, that's the that's the beauty of media and, and people doing their research to try to get those stories out. I couldn't even get anything out of you. So, I mean, it was tough. <laughs> I was trying from anyone I knew, anything I could get. And uh, no, so uh, yeah, it was, uh, you guys did a fam- like fabulous job doing all of that and keeping it together, well, sealed as possible, I'd say. Thank you. It was tough. <laughs> we'll That's get, why we had to we'll go get, radio silence here. We because have to give it to you. <laughs> you know my tiny little goalie brain. And like, if I was on air and negotiating CBA, there's just no way that, that all of that is staying inside my head. So now we can talk about yeah. it, which is exciting. So let's get into some of this. Let's start off first. You kind of alluded to it. What is your role going to look like this year, Cax? Or what has it already looked like, I guess? Well, I, uh, yeah, I officially made the decision to finally hang those things up. It's about, <laughs> it's about time. 
Um, yeah, I, uh, it was uh, kind of like a decision I, I was going to make regardless uh, after the season. And, and uh, I had the opportunity in January to start uh, a new division with Cortex Management, which is a player's agency. Uh, they've been representing NHL players for years. And then the opportunity came to represent women and Ooh. women's hockey players. So I was like, yeah, we're creating this thing. We're uh, kind of like uh, putting it or together from scratch, but thinking it into like uh, a players for the players type of um, service and then making sure that it's aligned with the women's hockey players needs, not just, you know, what's been offering uh, on the men's side. So I've been quite busy, but uh, I would say like in the past uh, couple of weeks or last week and a half and weekend, uh, it's been uh, it's been a whole new level of, of busyness, uh, conversations over conversations. But, you know, prior to that, we we have 10 uh, amazing players that we've signed uh, officially with Cortex. And and uh, our goal is to, you know, kind of like establish a new standard of, of um, you know, protection in a way, but just like being able to support them, uh, allow them to have the services and then also educate the rest of the group uh, when it comes to, you know, hey, you should look into these claws or you should look at this and that. And then just having this protection a little bit more out in the public for the players too. Uh, so yeah, over the summer, I made sure that people were on the ice more than just the 10 that we represent and uh, Cortex is investing in the game. So it speaks to me. Um, I'm leaving the skates, but I think I'm staying involved so that I can keep on growing the game and keep on pushing. Well, let me be the first to say congratulations. <laughs> you got a round of applause here in studio. We'll do it again. Um, but Thank an incredible you. career. And, um, you know, Cax is somebody who's always advocated for the players back when we were in the CWHL, joined the Players Association, <laughs> our uh, good cop, bad cop at the time. Um, and it's great to see you now on the agent side. Thank I kind of feel like it's like the teacher evaluating my test though, because <laughs> I helped write the CBA and now you're the agent who's gonna be like, what What the fuck is this? <laughs> well, that's so <laughs> I feel a little bit of heat, but you know what? I think that, um, you know, the player committee did a great job and we'll get into some of those details a little bit later. Yeah. I, you know, this is also breaking news for all those fans out there who are hoping to see me with my like five goals against average. <laughs> I too am not playing. Very, very sad. But um, yeah, no, it just wasn't no, for you me. Didn't want to, no, you, know? you know, yeah. at one point I did try to kind of negotiate like an e-bug contract oh. where I was like, well, I'll just go to all the games. And then if two goalies get hurt, boom, I'll just play. Why not? Like I'll be half guns because I'll be like a couple <laughs> beers deep upstairs. But uh, no, the, playing's not in the cards for me no. anymore. They said no, sorry. Yeah. Maxi, we're moving on from, uh, from that level. These old hips, they oh. don't lie, mm. you know? Um, <laughs> So let's get into some of the CBA negotiations now that we can talk about them. Um, I guess I guess I'll start because okay. I was there. Please do. <laughs> well, you know what? I will say I read it, read it multiple times. A few things that I still don't necessarily fully mm. grasp, uh -oh. but the lawyers in our in our agency have done an amazing job, and it's such a it's it's really good. You guys have done it. It's clear. It's uh, you know you, I say you guys and everything. I feel like I've said some couple things when we first originally even started the CBA but no it's like it's a uh, it's clear but what I want to know Noxy is like how like for people we've tried to explain it many times <laughs> what a CBA is I think we understand it obviously we do now but uh, what it means but also how hard was it to negotiate these things where you say you understand each other mm. That you go back and then you know maybe it's not necessarily what you fully understood so yeah tell I us think, about I that i think that's the biggest thing honestly is that a lot of the times 
So like each side has their negotiating lawyer. Right. Susan Davis, she was incredible, like awesome, badass woman. Like this, <laughs> she just like, she got shit done and she was stern and tougher than I am on most days. Okay. Which is not like a huge compliment because I'm pretty soft, but no, she was awesome. And then uh, the bargaining committee of um, Kendall Coyne Schofield, Hillary Knight, Sarah Nurse, Brianne Jenner, and myself. So, um, and then of course we had, you know, a team around us that we've kind of gathered over, over the years. Um, but yeah, the negotiating, you know, to your point, it's like you write the, these things down, you have a conversation, then you start to put them into legal language yeah. and then you send it back and then they read it differently. Then they send it back to you and you read it differently. And you're always just kind of feeling like you're looking over your shoulder. Like, are they trying to screw us on this? But I will say like a lot of times it's just like, you know, a misplaced word here, or, you know, punctuation is key. Like it can right. mean totally different things than what mm-hmm. you talked about. So it is very, very tedious and time consuming. And then, um, you know, of course there's lots of posturing, which is like when you like pretend that you want something that you don't want to hopefully get something else, it's very confusing. And that's <laughs> enough for me to never want to do it again. But um, again, we really just leaned heavily on our lawyer at that point. And uh, it was, you know, again, like what is our bargaining power here at the time? It was just that we have the best players and they want to play hockey. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we, you know, in terms of like leverage, it was really difficult to to negotiate because at the end of the day, this this investor group didn't have to do it. Like that's true. Like they the- would just be like, okay, well, we just won't do it then. And we're like, whoa, no, no, we didn't mean that. Like, <laughs> hold on, like hold on, Stan, let's come back here and have a cup of coffee. But um, you know, at the at the heart of it, I really do feel like this investor group believed in the product. Um, Billy Jean King and Alana Kloss were you know, so paramount to have their voice on the other side of the table saying, you know, this is gonna leave a legacy in women's sports. And so I think at the end of the day, we are all on the same page, but most days it felt very much like you're in different books. Well, I bet there were some topics that were probably very um, important to the players, but not necessarily as important to maybe yeah, you know the other side so I don't know if you can allude to anything but like Ooh. some stuff that was like I don't know more challenging than others like yeah that you maybe you didn't even think of I mean a big thing was like parental leave um right you know protecting our mothers uh who like you just hate to see players that stop playing yeah once they have a family like it, it it's either or right so we want to kind of eliminate that obviously you know salaries and like how the players will live their day-to-day lives mm-hmm. i think that the the housing stipend and kind of the parameters around what your daily life will look like as a player you know pre and post game meals for training transportation how you show up to the rink um even silly things like what entrance you go in yeah which sounds funny and honestly there <laughs> there was one point we were talking about pre and post game meals and this is hilarious because we're talking <laughs> to the la dodgers right <laughs> and like we're sitting there being like no, we don't want like gas station sandwiches. And at he one point, he couldn't believe it. Stan laughed at us. He was like, "Why would we give you gas station?" Sa-? And we're like, "Cause we've had those." Because <laughs> that was the reality yeah. of our life. Yeah. yeah, and it was like, if we break a stick, we want to have another stick on the bench. And he's like, "Yeah, like of course, duh." Yeah. <laughs> So like the the clearly obvious for him was like not so obvious for us I guess in in that yeah they just scenario. they their idea about like treating the athletes as professional was athletes there. was there because and he said it at one point was like you're the product yeah like our job is to take care of the product to sell more tickets to make more money yeah. like this is the how the business works he's like if we don't treat you guys well then how would we expect you to perform well? I know 
I know. I, I honestly, I was saying, like, I, I read the CBA. I even love the, the fact that uh, players will show up at the rink and will not pay for parking. <laughs> that was, like, in the CBA. I read it. I was like, wow, yes. this is something. Because uh, the amount of times that we had to pay city parking or anything else yeah uh, it's just a pain you're like rushing out of practice because you don't want to get ticket like <laughs> trying to, it's crazy i know so I, I like it's silly and i you know can get a i guess people could get a good laugh out of it but this was our reality and i i love that he was already kind of like a step if not 15 of them ahead yeah. in terms of like players experience and i think that's what like people should get out of this the cba will have this main focus on the experience for the players and make it so professional and so unlike anything we've ever lived or yeah. even maybe dreamed about to be completely honest i mean some of the stuff i wouldn't have even dreamed of but it's uh no it's really good and it is a testament it's like it's like basically the law right for the yeah. league yeah. so it's, it's good to have and it makes agents jobs easier it makes, makes players lives easier and at the end of the day it makes ownership's job easier because everyone is on the same page. Everyone has the same set of rules. There's no like, yeah. oh, maybe we'll just do this instead of that. No, it's standardized well, across the league. With that being said, like it just will uh, makes all the contracts very, very similar too, if not all the same. Um, no offers that are weird. Oh, we'll pay your rent and we'll pay your this and that. Your reloc relocation. It's everyone's getting this yep. across the board. It's a, it's a, you know, the standard. And I absolutely love that because in other leagues before, those were things that you could do. Even in in leagues on the men's side, those yep. are like little hidden things that are attractive for agents or players, and it gives a little bit of an advantage to that team versus this this year. Anyways, in this new league it's all flat on everyone is having that same level of support and uh shout out to the the cba yeah. uh, negotiation group because yeah oh and keep in mind kendall going schofield had her baby <laughs> the day after we ratified our cba which like man wow i didn't even realize that yeah she's badass like i don't she's just <laughs> crazy like she was at the meeting and she was like the she's the leader of this pack like yeah. get make no mistake kendall going schofield has her shit together like <laughs> it's incredible and she negotiated a hard bargain and she fought for the players and like the, the players are really really lucky to have all of those members of the cba but um just a right balance of personalities yeah. and kendall was definitely the one kind of leading Stern. that charge so in pa i guess news yeah we can talk about now as well uh the pwhl pa has hired brian burke Woo. as our executive director i know Woo. Yeah, great Berkey. Hire. <laughs> um, he's, of course, been like a great supporter and fan of women's hockey. Um, I can tell you, I was in the interview. We interviewed a handful of people for the position, and uh, he told the players this, and now I'm going to out him. So sorry, Berkey. But <laughs> when we offered him the job, like he instant tears. No. He was so proud. He said, like, this is going to be like the most important thing I'll do wow. in my hockey career. So I was like, Ah, uh, you know that made you feel like you did the right yeah, heart. You made the right Am I getting emotional? Yeah. Yeah. And he's like incredibly smart. I started reading his book because I'm just like a brown noser. <laughs> of course, it pictures, so I felt like I I could handle it. Um, oh my god! But no, he's he's incredible. He like you know finished top of his class. His coach made him apply for law school, do his LSAT, and yeah. uh, he went to Harvard Law. So he's got a great lawyer background on him as well, and of course experience in the NHL side, as much as we want to be different than the NHL, there are certain structures that are just kind of 100%. equivalent in pro sports that will be beneficial to us that we don't have to like reach out to find out, oh, what does the NHL do about this? Or yeah. what is the NBA? Or like he, he just off the top of the head, he knows because yeah. 
he knows that stuff inside and out, which is crazy. <laughs> it's the knowledge we needed basically to actually, well, get us started, but it just, you, you said it, it's like why reinvent, reinvent something that's actually working right. and like ways to process and, and the processes will change and then maybe evolve over the years and stuff. But I think it's amazing that we got him, if I can say it like that, I don't know. I think it's cool that he wanted to join us even more. Uh, and then everything he's been, you know, fighting for a pro things, it, it just aligns with us and what we've been building yeah. uh, for the past few years. And I'm very excited. Um, you know, I'm excited to chat with the guy too. And then, yeah, you know. Well, you're gonna have Lots of conversations with them, I'm sure. Absolutely. <laughs> you have yeah. them on speed dial. <laughs> Pretty much. Hey, Brian, what do you mean by this? Or what does this mean for them? Yeah. yeah. Which, yeah. let's get into some of the excitement, because we are September 5th now. Yeah. So we are how many days into free agency? Uh, five, right? Five, no, it started Friday. Yeah, five yeah. today. And then started five first. So we're five. So we're halfway through free yeah. agency. So for those who may not be familiar, uh, the inaugural season mm -hmm. what we decided was there would be a free agency pre-draft signing yeah. so each team each of the six teams can sign up to three players uh they'll be on three-year contracts and then the rest of the player pool will go into a draft you a snake it. draft which is so cool yeah. it's like it's like live fantasy hockey <laughs> pretty much so the the order is minnesota toronto boston new york ottawa montreal and then it goes montreal and then it goes back yeah ottawa. back to back that's what you meant by the snake draft just want to confirm that's it you know, yeah make, make sure everyone is following here. i know i'm learning all the all the technical yeah. terms you know so montreal gets picked back to back and then it goes back up and then minnesota's get the last of the second round i guess yes we should put it so just before the show, actually, breaking news. This is the first time we've ever had breaking news breaking on Oxycast, news. but it's happening now. Uh, Ottawa just announced their three free agents. Yep. So do you want to yeah. tell them who it was? Sure. So um, the first, uh, first forward was uh, Emily Clark. Uh, so she'll, she'll be joining them. And then we had Brianne Jenner. Ooh. Big, big name there. So moving from Toronto, we've got some moves here already. Yeah. I like it. And then lastly, they went with a goalie. And uh, my uh, bestie here, Emron Smashmeyer, will end up in Ottawa as well, too. So big three picks for awesome Ottawa. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. I know. So I'm that, excited. I have a question okay. now. Okay. You are a coach. <laughs> okay. You have to take your agent hat off. Okay. You can't just I'm pick a... your players, Cax. Got it. Okay. I know that they're all the best. That's yeah. why you represent them. But you're a coach. <laughs> What is your strategy for your pre-sign? I, I noticed, and we're hearing rumors. Yeah. First, we'll talk about nationality because we're hearing rumors that the Canadian teams yeah. are sticking with Canadian players and the American teams are sticking with American players. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know if they will, like maybe for the first three picks, I think we see or we might see a little bit of that. And then um, I feel like we'll see people moving across the border and kind of like being, well, They've been asking us, is it going to be a true draft? Is right. it really like, are you, or you have to choose C-dub way? <laughs> Here are my <laughs> top three cities and then pick me in this, right? No, it's a real draft. So I, I think for the picks, you know, well, we see both. I think we may a little bit, uh, you know, more of the U.S. teams picking the U.S. players. Um, we've heard the GMs, right? We've heard they know their players really well mm -hmm. um will they go for their own nationality like players i don't know i mean how much of it do you think is like strategies for on ice versus like purely from a marketing standpoint uh, i think there's both but <clears throat> i think that i think that at the end of the day well i say that there's for sure a strategy in certain markets mm. 
uh for you know the marketable players or um the franchise players maybe that you might see like uh we should assume some will be made exactly the way we've been yeah, thinking like who is not like, going out of montreal well right? she, she <laughs> i don't see her in minnesota for instance you know like i think in in those in those markets yes uh in others though I, i'm like I think some GMs are, are really thinking this through in terms of like, what's the team I want to build? What's this organization I want to create? And this, this like, what what does my team wants to have as a soul? And like, kind of like, what do I want to create there in, in terms of that? And I, I feel like we're even going to see some surprises here and there uh, as the draft goes on because they're not building the best team for their country anymore. Mm. They're not building, like they're building the best pro team they can build with a bunch of different Team USA, Team Canada, and very good professional hockey players. And I think that people will like, they don't, they shouldn't take it wrong or anything. And maybe people will be humbled down a little or vice versa. But I, I do think that when you build a team, a roster of 23, you got to think of roles and you got to think of people that will accept these roles. And also people that have different roles on the national team, but that need to be a top scorer right. in the pro league. So, you know, at the end of the day, I. I feel like we're gonna see some crossing here and there. Mm -hmm. My first three picks though, you know, three I- Three goalies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, might as, might as well get them out of the way. <laughs> I have the best three goalies now. <laughs> I need some D here and there now, but I honestly, I, uh, I think it's interesting. Like, let's just take Ottawa because it's right. the one we know about. And so they went two forwards and a goalie, right? I I think it's interesting because I think oh, I thought that we would see probably a round of goalies coming out like in, in the draft in the draft not necessarily as many yeah, in the three picks I, let's I say see when we like had envisioned this I didn't picture more than two goalies and we we don't know yet like exactly how it goes or whatever yeah. you know but like could be i mean every team could maybe be they could follow goalie, i don't know i maybe they can also follow like one of each position like i, I here are my three strategies there's the one you know forward d goalie mm -hmm. there's then the the two centers vibe you mm -hmm. know keep it strong and then maybe a strong d you know that you go with or i i think i would i would like you know, if you, I feel like the goalies are so good and in this pool that I would wait. Yeah, like I, I, I mean wait. this as a compliment, not as yes. an insult, but interchangeable. They're yes. all good goalies. Like your top six goalies could play on any one of yeah. those teams and be a stud. So, like, now there might be geographical reasons why you want to keep somebody around. Like, you know, they're more marketable. They already have an established fan base. They're going to sell tickets. Yeah. Like, I get that. But in my head, those top six goalies even even if you go deeper if you, you go top eight goalies i mean i think top 10 like gonna have, it's like so good all these like, rosters are gonna have two good starting goalies and possibly a third reserve like that could push for a spot if, exactly if somebody falls yeah 100 percent. and and you know we're anyways we can go on and on and on about this but like i yeah i would go you're a goalie you'd tell me but i would go for a defenseman i go d i'd be stacking <laughs> that team with d <laughs> <laughs> you're a goalie i need some scoring and the then some stuff in the championships. front that's the that's the saying right <laughs> i don't know but I, I think 
I think uh, getting a, a D in the mix would be my strategy for sure. Yeah. I don't know if I'd go all 3D, but <laughs> she's, you're something else right now. I just, get it. You just want people to block shots, and that's who block shots in front of you. I get it. I don't block shot. And I, even if I tried, they went through. Like, it doesn't matter. So, but I would definitely, uh, I think you need your, I think you need a good center or like, yeah, a scorer here. Or, you know, your typical playmaker. You just need that one girl. Mm hmm. And then you can go about yeah, whatever you want to go around her. And I think, like you said, there's going to be certain names that I would hope to see in certain markets, yeah. like a, a Poulain. I think that you'd see her in Montreal. I think that just makes common sense, sense. For, for business strategies. Um, the Americans, I mean, Hillary Knight has played Minnesota. She's played Boston. She's been everywhere. New York is going to be like a sick new market, you know, for, yeah. for this kind of level and to have the media there all the time and... It's going to be really interesting to see where, where the players land. Do you have any gut feeling on, on some of those big name players? <laughs> gut feeling. Um, Cax already knows. I'm I, just trying I to get her to expose it. <laughs> I'm not exposing everything. I'm not doing this. No, no, I, no. Think, I think people will be really, really happy uh, to maybe see uh, some familiar names. All right. Oh, yeah. oh, is that a hint? Like, would Hillary Knight come back to Montreal? I don't know. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Well, time will tell. We'll keep our eyes peeled. Um, we'll <laughs> plug it again at the end of the episode, but the PWHL official is the handle to follow along with the, that news. That will be coming up between now and September 10th. Yeah. Um, I did want to get to some of the... It sparked my memory when you were talking about the draft. This is kind of unique. I know it's unique to you know from the NHL side. Yeah. I don't know how other drafts work because honestly, I don't really watch a whole lot of other sports <laughs> drafts. But our draft is set up like you're not necessarily located to a bracket of pay based on your no. round of draft so the interesting thing now a little bit of information is that rookies so ncaa athletes coming at the, who just graduated were not eligible for the no. free agency pre-sign mm -hmm. do you think we're gonna have an all rookie <laughs> first round i don't i don't i'm gonna go personally yeah, my no, feelings i want your i opinion. think i think we're gonna see a, a couple of them in the first round, but I do think that uh, I, I see I see GMs that want stability and want to mm. build like a little bit of their their core players. Not to say that the rookies won't be wouldn't be part of that. I think they need experience a little. So yeah. I see rookie second third round as well too. But a couple in the first round, I think it's going to be exciting. Yeah, I can't wait to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, on that, is there now? These are kind of questions that we've gathered. Uh, from the interwebs. Yes, thank you, everybody. X. Yes, thank you for writing in. Um, is there an age limit on our players? Now, this was... Absolutely not. A bit of a surprise for you, Cax. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, in our negotiations, originally we had contemplated yeah. an age limit because in women's hockey, traditionally, the pipeline is to go to college and build over those four years. Mm -hmm. And then you become you know, a smarter, more aggressive, stronger, faster version of yourself. And then you play post-college. Yeah. But... Our good friend Alana Foss, <laughs> who you know has made an incredible name for herself, obviously in women's tennis, and now is you know blazing trails with Billie Jean King, said, "Why would we stop some young phenom from playing this league?" And we're all kind of like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> I hadn't thought of that." So we could technically or potentially see a 16 years old or 15 years old playing in in this new league, is what you're saying. I'm just saying, like Lapushnova. 
She's already pulled off the Michigan, <laughs> seen some of her highlight reels playing boys hockey, at, you know, overseas. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we see that happen. And it, it is actually more common um, for the European European players to just go right into, you know, the Professional, SDHL. Professional, yeah, SDHL. So. And, then, and they develop, develop there. And, and obviously, as we're, we're talking about this, like, the... the you said phenom uh, and i agree with you and everything i think that the process of like developing and if you're that good to play right away then yes you need to keep on developing and it's playing with the best players yeah. that will allow you to do that so i, I agree i i think it's a i, I didn't expect All it i, I thought it was like, like a little bit of a 20 years old or whatever so the you know sophomore year yeah maybe. like could you picture like joss Rock, who's like my oh, age he would wreck with like this person a little 16 year old in the corner this is what i'm thinking too but i would expect and as i said that this 16 years old is good enough to dodge right a Jocelyn the Rock yeah. potentially or whatever shifty. that is you know shiftiness all yeah. of that stuff she plays the game um, yeah I think it was uh, like you said in the early talks of the CBA we had like a, a minimal minimal age mm -hmm. I think we wanted to have but I'm open to that if you're that good and yeah. why not why not and no max no max age well clearly not <laughs> I mean I just retired this year and I think there's someone of my age in the league right now so yeah. I don't know there's some good veteran players you know what if they can play it's like this it's like the youngsters yeah. if they can still do it yeah. let them let them play why would you stop someone from playing <laughs> at an age that they can still dom well, not dominate but probably do their job yeah for sure I don't know for sure Okay, we also had some questions um, about like team locations, names. Uh, well, locations colors. we have them all, I guess. Like yes, what we could do though, I, we don't have any of that information, guys. Like we're gonna be honest <laughs> with you, uh, we might get it soon, and we will tell you as soon as we get that in terms of teams, colors, and names, and everything. Like it, there's a there's a process, and everyone's doing their due diligence on that. But I think that with the CBA, you like what we can talk is venues and mm -hmm. um, the players have been wanting and wanting to play in legit legitimate venues that are professional and that can, you know, host a big enough crowd. So just know that in those six markets, everyone's going to be playing in the rinks that those women's professional players should be playing into. So that means like minimum of 4,000, if not plus, seating there. The locker rooms are there. The gym is there. There's facilities for them for both sides, the home team, you know, no uh, more visiting. showering in the visiting team's locker no, room. No, none of that stuff. Sorry to bash on this Markham <laughs> rink, but it's not going to happen. It wasn't like pro size rink. So you're not going to see them there either. You know what I mean? Like these things are, are being corrected, if I, if I may. And, yeah. and at the end of the day, like, we want to market these places. So it's in fabulous venues probably will be announced. I'm, I'm, some will be confirmed in the next weeks or so. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like concession is legit. It's fun to be there. There's like entertainment during the games. Like just be ready guys. This season's going to be unreal. Be and unbelievable. like quite the test that we put the league ops team to, because of course we only signed the CBA back in July on July one. <laughs> yeah. So like you can imagine that year one, they're trying to find the league is trying to find facilities that adhere to the CBA, Yeah. which is great. Like that, you know, we found agreement on all the things that you just mentioned, but now we're like, running out of time like they i don't know how they did it so i would imagine year one and from the sounds of like the press conference and stuff like that you know the league is open to the idea that every team will have a standardized training facility that will have all those needs 
And then for games, like we're going to see some different yeah. locations and that's good. I mean, it's a good year to test out what works, what doesn't work. I think we're all aware of the fact that like, you know, a four or 5,000 person stadium hopefully is, you know, an attainable, you want it to feel yeah. packed, but yeah. you don't want to be in a venue that's too big for your fan base until it grows. You also don't want to be in a, a venue that's too small for your fan no. base and, you know, piss everyone off in year one because they can't get <laughs> tickets. I mean, I guess if you're in marketing, that's better that people have the demand for tickets. But like I said, I think that we're going to see a few different venues. Um, the league did say that there's going to be some neutral site games, yeah. uh, possibly in collaboration with the NHL, which would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's going to be exciting. And I, I'm looking forward to kind of not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but like I feel like by year two, now we've got like enough of a runway to yeah. figure out like, okay, what worked what's possible who's willing to work with the pwhl mm-hmm. to make this happen because i know that we're gonna you know we've been looking at a lot of like ohl ahl kind of style arenas but you need cooperation yeah. on both sides yeah, like yeah, you, can't for just, sure. you know for sure and and we've we've heard like here and there like people are already kind of like started that like the the work the legit like construction stuff to make sure that there was like a, a women's locker room fully yeah, that like, was a for squeaky them. little like, leak that came out I don't of Ottawa know. I don't know yeah. and, and stuff like that too so you you I feel like there's other rinks that I've been starting to do that as well too and you, you mentioned it like it's a challenge for the ops team and and at the end of the day I think that those neutral side games are going to be phenomenal you know the NHL said they wanted to help and they want to be behind this whole thing so we'll see how much they do You know what I mean? I mean, I'm putting it out there, there, but they announced it. They put it out there in social media and said that, you know, they were supportive of, of everything that the PWHL is doing. And I'm just looking forward to, to see all this. And I, I think um, just with the people that are in place right now to, you know, run these operational stuff and run, you know, the in-game entertainments and everything, like, I think it's going to be fun. Of course, be be patient, give them a chance, you know, and, and everything. But the processes will be established. The second year will be phenomenal. But first year, it's all about us being there. Show up, go, go have fun, go freaking cheer on your team and then start building this fan base over there. I yeah. think that's all we can ask for. That's going to be exciting. I, I have a question for you now. So not that we are naming teams because you and I are not, obviously. But if you could name, you kill me with this. If you had to name teams, okay, I'm bringing back one a hundred percent. You're gonna bring. All right, tell the fans. Oh, I'm bringing back Lake Canadian a hundred percent. I think that Montreal. I think that Lake Canadians like the the fabs which are fans in montreal mm-hmm. and i say are but i'm no longer there I need yes to f- you are you're still there i live there so i can but um i think the fabs deserve it and uh i do think that les canadiens was just it was cool it yeah. was a good i think the colors should be back too hey i'm pushing it <laughs> it this is my opinion i'm pushing it but Bleu Blanc Rouge needs to be back and Les Canadiens needs to, you know, bring back the history and they're playing in the old, well, we'll see where they play. I guess I almost said it. I almost said it. I almost said it, but it all makes sense. Oh, it's good. It's it good. all makes sense. We're just squeezing yeah. these things out of you, eh? Okay, so if, if you bring back yeah. Les Canadiens, what? do you bring back the Whitecaps? Because the Whitecaps have also, you know, transcended time and space. Like they played in the original NW. Pretty sure they played in the WWHL, the Western World Hockey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were. Who played in the Whitecaps? Did did Darwitz? Darwitz? Did she play? I think she may have. 
I don't know. I know Potter I mean, you're did. the GM of the Minnesota team. Do you bring back that S- name? Steamy. I don't know. It's cool. Vested interest. That would be a cool thing to, to think about. Original six. Yeah. Who else? What I else? like it. I, me personally, like, I, I love to keep, I would love to see names that reflect some of the history of, yeah. like, either women's sports, women's advocacy, um, you know, like the LGBTQ too. plus rights movement. Like yeah. just, it doesn't have to be, you know, over the top or yeah. anything, but I, I think that, you know, you only get to name a team so often. So like, if you can bring a little history along yeah. with you, I think women's hockey is like, man, our history is just evaporating before our very eyes. It seems like every 10 years, we just like close the book and forget about well, it. So did, did you know that that's why they named Lake Canadian, Lake Canadian? Because in the 1950s, if not earlier than that, there was a Lake Canadian team in Montreal. So we brought back history. And then to that level, it's you're history. just giving me my point, you know? It's, Bring her back. I Bring didn't her even back. try to set you up for that one. That's know. just the way she goes. Oh, that was beautiful. <laughs> Look it up, guys. It, it goes way, way back. And I think they were navy and, and yellow too. It was really Ooh. cool. It was like the old, old logos and stuff. Like way back with okay. the Habs. It was like... Uh, a sweater we we met a lady that came to it was really cool so yeah history is there all right like i did all right well you've made a case for yourself there if go. nothing else frick i don't awesome. know if they're listening but we, we tried <laughs> we tried like Canadian fans and white cat fans um ba, ba, ba. what else we got here oh very highly contested question will <laughs> salaries be made public well I'm not going to answer if it's going to be public or not, but I will say in the, I, I think just like the NHL, we should be sharing it uh, amongst players, obviously, and everything. Will it go public and then people can talk about it on social media? I don't love it and I don't care for it, to be completely honest, but I do think that making it public for the players allows them to just know their value and know exactly what they should be asking for. If they have an agent, if they don't, it just makes it more um, constructive, collaborative, and and allows, again, the players to know their worth. Because when you get in a conversation with someone that's telling you how much you're worth, but then you think you're kind of more than that, Mm -hmm. and then you have nothing to refer to, I think that's where we put our players... uh, in like backwards not backwards but we put them in trouble a little bit like we're not giving them an advantage so i hope the pa you know comes up with something that allows the players to use information to even if it's brackets or something i don't know exactly if they don't want to share the exact salaries for every single players but i do think that making it public just makes it so much more uh even yeah even and it's it's funny because so i uh, technically i guess i'm still a player rep in the interim until the teams are made and then each team will vote for a player rep on the players association so the the group that negotiated the cba is serving in the interim and it's kind of weird because cax and i were just talking about this the pwhpa players who were paid by the mark walter group for last season their contract is now done so technically like they were the players of the union that we negotiated. Yeah. Now we have this whole new universe of players since the acquisition of the PHF. We have, we're looking at like 300 players that could potentially be playing in this league, mm-hmm. but we don't know who those players will be yet. So the PA reserves the right to publish the salaries if that's what the players want to do. But until we have the universe of players yeah. that we represent, <laughs> we can't just be like, oh yeah, we'll just share their salaries without them approving it, right? So it's it's a really interesting balance right That's now, but I do think to your point, um, you know, once players have signed SPAs, standard player agreements, um, it's gonna be beneficial to them to, to negotiate higher contracts and, and continue to push the league forward yeah, as I, much as they can. I don't think people should be, you know, 
feel awkward of sharing their own salaries either it's okay we know like we know certain players will make a ton of money and we know yeah we know the minimum is 35 and we get that yeah we've been very forward with our like minimum salary and what the average Average salary salary, so like we don't need you to roast us okay we get it (laughs) 35k us is not a ton of money but there's other things that they'll get and the idea was just to build something that was going to last exactly and that this this cba will last and then you know in eight years time they'll have the opportunity to renegotiate. They being definitely not me. No, no, we won't be part of it, but we'll be commenting on all of it probably. But yeah, at the end of the day too, like the minimal salary, it, it's it's bigger than any other minimal salary we've seen in any women's professional league. Yeah, so, it's, it, you know, yeah. you can't take it away. <laughs> no, and that's the, that's the floor people. So we can only go up from there. Yeah. If I'm, if and there I, are parameters around how many players yes. per team can make it. I mean, that the whole CBA was negotiated so that you know, you can't just pay Cax $200 million and pay the rest of her team the minimum salary. There's, yeah. there's rules that prevent that. Exactly. So if you're a nerd and you want to read that, the CBA is out there now. I'm pretty sure it's on the league website. So you can take a look at it and uh, it you can roast me in the comments for all the terrible work, but it was hard and I'm proud of it. Okay. That's the end of that. <laughs> um, will Noxie and Cax be interviewing new players? Absolutely. I so. Yeah. I think we're going to. I think we're going to bring a new little phase to our show. We'll see how it goes, but I think we'll have a lot to talk about on a weekly basis, Noxie. I'm excited for like more hockey content. Oh yes. Cause Cax is like a, a like stat scal. Like, like <laughs> she knows the stats. To a certain level. I did work in the stats world, yes. But I'm just saying, you, yeah, you, know, yeah. you know how to read the stats and, and I think it's gonna be fun to have, you know, we think about, so the, the inaugural season's gonna yeah. be shortened in time in the calendar so january to probably i'm guessing may yeah um to get 24 games in for six teams and so that's a lot of hockey yeah like and and there's international breaks true for when the, the players go to worlds so that takes out probably a couple weeks mm-hmm. you know pre pre-camp and then, and then the actual tournament itself yeah so we're going to have a lot of games to cover. Yeah, we'll be able to do that. We'll be able to give you maybe a potential recap over the weekend yeah. type of thing, our takes on things, and then also, uh, you know, maybe some scoops, some inside info, some stats mm. here and there as you're mentioning it, but some highlights will be cool too. Inside trading with Cax. <laughs> <laughs> well, to a certain extent. Yeah. Too. <laughs> as, uh, as I'm wearing that hat now, I got to, yeah, the scoops are not going to come from, uh, you know, that angle, but... But uh, yeah, no, it could be very, uh, very fun to have that here and there and, and then have players on the show. too. Yeah. And like you said, like these, it's kind of cool because all these teams are building out a new identity so we can like kind of cover as they unfold. Yeah, I actually I should ask you that. Do you now that you're retired? I'm sure I know the answer. But do you have an allegiance to any one of the six teams? Like, who are you excited no. to see? That's that's uh, that's a good question. Well, I'm ob- like, Frank, I'm obviously <laughs> excited to see the Montreal team for sure because uh, I'll be there and stuff. But I'm I'm pumped to see. I'm actually super excited and I hope it's online and stuff and you guys can watch it. But I'm excited to see the draft and see where people are going. And then just as it goes, you just kind of build the lineup of it all and seeing like, holy, this team's going to be sneaky good. Or this one is really good on paper. I wonder how it's going to translate. Yeah. And, and kind of like get this excitement around it. And I think then maybe I can take another team. Uh, 
you know, I think I'm, I know a couple of players that should be going there. So I'm kind mm -hmm. of like liking the vibe, you know, and, <laughs> and Montreal and, and what they've done, uh, for the past little bit. But again, I, yeah, I'm, uh, I think, I think one team or two will surprise us. And, uh, you know what, like you're, there's a couple market that I'm excited to see how to develop too. Yeah. You know? Like, like I'm, I'm really excited about Ottawa. I, I, yeah. I saw somebody had commented on, on, uh, X. I still call it Twitter. Twitter. I'm sorry. Twitter. Sorry. Um, but they were like going through all the team's taglines and it was like, oh, the new face in the city and like all these cool things. And then it was just like the official women's hockey team of Ottawa. It's like just very like bland. And I feel like there's going to the be like official. a full personality. Come okay. Okay. Yeah. I like it. It's like very like he's just Ken, you know? <laughs> Like that's that's the Ottawa team, and I can't wait to see them unfold. He's just Ken. Yeah, you know? he's and beaching. you know what? If they He's pull beaching. some of those like yes hometown favorites, I'm not I'm not saying anything. I mean, I was the one holding a free ratty sign at Worlds last year, but <laughs> if it would be a smart thing, in my opinion, I'm not even going to ask Cax because she represents some players. But exactly, just we can say ratty I represent Ottawa. Would yeah. you? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll say it. I would like Howie to go back there too, actually. Not like her to go back. I love her. I don't want her to leave the city, but you know, it's it's fun to see the hometown girls go back and Ottawa is one of those markets that's lacked. Well, I mean, it makes the storyline, right? Yeah. You, you, you had the storyline of like free Ratty out of <laughs> prison last year and, and worlds and stuff, but no, Ratty, you know, she's she grew up playing for the Lady Sands. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think she's known she was the face of uh women's hockey for a long time over there too and and yeah i don't know i just feel like uh it could be cool it could be really cool i can see her going a couple different places and, and, if she and make goes, her name like, i want sarah mclaughlin feels like home to me to play as soon as she steps <laughs> on the ice i'm just saying okay we have a couple oh, more questions <laughs> you're something else where the heck do you think uh, like, your no. brain just goes places I have problems people um Apologize. a couple more questions uh, I don't want this to end. I feel like this could last like forever, but expansion and oh, neutral yeah. site games. Well, I think in all honesty, I think the, um, okay, expansion first. I think they need to do it. Uh, man, did, did I wish we started with eight teams with all these players? Probably, I don't know. Six is gonna be phenomenal right now. We're gonna have such a mag like amazing product. Um, I think in the next three to five years, uh, you and I were talking about this. I would love three. Yeah. Five is kind of like, you know, halfway through everything with the CBA and stuff, um, or less, I guess, a little or more, whatever. But I think, I think a cool, like, with these neutral games that we'll see this year uh, and probably the following year, I think it'd be very interesting to, to see which market is working really well for us, right? Mm -hmm. uh, ooh, has worked really well for us in the in the the secret dream gap tours and um i see i think it'd be sick to have uh i mean seattle has always been in the mix yeah. but like i i i think out west would be really cool um and and i will let you go and keep going on on that level of the western side but i i do think um you know eight teams soon would be fantastic with the graduate players that are coming out with all these 50 or 60 or because of COVID vibe yeah. that are still hanging kind of like to wait and see how the league is, is going. I think it's going to be great. And I hope that by that time too, we, we haven't lost like that many professional players either. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? With everything and how it's been going and stuff like that. Yeah. It's going to be interesting because the, the free agents that sign right now, right? If they, if they sign a three-year deal, which there's no, there's no limits on, they, they can sign a 10-year deal if they could negotiate that. But <laughs> Um, the, I think the 
idea that was contemplated was that these free agents would sign three-year deals that takes us to the next olympics yeah so after that olympic year i mean i think you're going to see a pretty big drop off of players like the, the core group of players who have been playing um you know on the secret dream gap tour in the phf and yeah. trying to chase that olympic dream because every four years it just seems to be how women's <laughs> hockey goes is it's like you know it's like who's coming fall, back the leaves, who's the leaves fall down and then yeah. new trees come up it's just like yeah. that's the circle of life but um to to the markets to your point going back to places that we've we've loved yeah like seattle has low-key like a huge women's hockey following you saw that when the national Rival teams there. went there yeah. yeah it was awesome uh dc washington dc oh, yeah your like, favorite i i just love that city i love how they hosted us i love mm -hmm. like the city's accessible ripping around the scooters <laughs> um i know that they were pushing really hard to be in this original six and for whatever reason that that didn't you know kind of happen i know that like a, a market like detroit was also in the yeah, talks at one true. point Very so i think true. That it's like it's really cool to see some of these cities come up and like you know once this is proven i mean i i feel like that whole idea is just yeah. going to keep growing and I know. and it'll be cool to see where the next big place is that you know is craving women's hockey yeah no i think i think expansion in that way is a, is a must and then i think that you know creating this school farm team type mm -hmm. of vibe um in the next three if not before that or something keep them <laughs> keep them playing a little i think i think that uh I think that having like a just a league right underneath that you can call up or like having these players like keep developing and stuff like in the near future will be quite it will be it's the probably the answer to women's hockey down the road yeah I really want to this is like a, a very that. yeah a hot topic because um obviously when we were negotiating the CBA we didn't know that a sale was happening at the same time yeah right so i guess yeah that's a good point because <laughs> that's another point that people have been like oh you guys knew or like what happened or why did you buy or why like this this and that I, I, and we didn't like listen i didn't buy anything okay. no i mean it wasn't <laughs> us and i and i kept saying like we don't know the details of like how and why and and who and whatever but no that was a, I, a business deal that was done between like yeah. between the PHF and our investor group. I yeah. mean, they're, they're business people. They did a business deal. 100%. And we didn't know about it. So does the CBA look differently if we now are in a, a world where we know that there is no other league? I, I would assume so. Yeah, probably. You know, I mean, the, the <clears throat> big question is where, where do players develop? Yeah. Because you and I have talked openly on this show that we've always kind of contemplated that one league would take over and you still need another league where players yeah. can come and develop. Yeah. And obviously everyone, I mean, I think you guys know our opinion on what league we thought that would be, but it doesn't <laughs> matter now because like it's all one group of players, which is great, but unfortunately it does leave a, a big you know gap a little bit and then and a group of players that, that probably didn't didn't necessarily uh deserve to be forced out let's put it that way and and it's not forced by by the the the, the players or the 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 it's just a lack of opportunity in mm -hmm. north america that now is happening because like whatever they could have played like a year or two even longer or the switch would have been made and and we the thing to know is that everyone needs to know that the pwhl or that league was going to happen regardless of this yeah. buy or regardless of anything and and the way it was presented and the you know at some point i read some stuff that the, the we were the big the mean guys basically coming in and buying and then doing all that and i'm just like we were willing to start our own thing and let them 
be yeah why like and then uh, like opportunity presented themselves way earlier to the phf and and stuff was refused and, and everyone was kind of like working their own ways and yeah. just like we'll see how it goes I think that there is a way of doing things and do I think that signing all of my players and then selling is the right way to do it and I'm going to say it here I don't think so at all I think that was awful I think yeah. that was awful from from his part their part whatever that is but on the other side like it's phenomenal for women's hockey don't get me wrong I just think there was a little bit of a it could have been done better. Yeah. And uh, when you remove yourself and you think about it as a businessman, maybe this was the right way. Right. That's why I probably won't ever be freaking rich because I'll be caring <laughs> about <laughs> these players till I die. But you know what I mean? Like I, I just, I don't think he, he made money. I don't think there's anything there that needed to be done or whatever. I just think he made a decision to lose less yeah. and people just need to understand it. It's unfortunate. It is great for the future of women's hockey. I'm loving the fact that we have one league. Uh, in the near future, when we look at things, though, I think it would be important to maybe reevaluate this development league that we were, you know, kind of contemplating to have by association or because it existed. Yeah. It's no longer. And, and in the short term, um, you know, the CBA contemplates basically like a group of reserve players. Yeah. So a group of players that will basically be on standby, have access to all of the training facilities that um, the rostered players have. And then, you know, they can be called up essentially. Yeah. So um, based on their market, they can be called up either like a one game contract, a 10 game contract, 10 mm -hmm. day contract, um, or a standard player agreement. I mean, if you lose somebody to a season ending injury and you and need you to fill sign, that roster yeah. spot, you know, there is a population of players that can fill that, that void. But uh, yeah, we got, it sounds like women's hockey has a lot more work to do. Um, but you <laughs> We're know saving the world, Noxie. Yeah. Let's start a league. Let's go. <laughs> That's it. You know what? We did it once. We can do it again. The Noxie and Cax League. Where we'll keep <laughs> you the have professional. to come on our show. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep the professional alive is yeah. what we do. Yeah. And no. then I think, uh, I think we had one final question. Yeah. Oh, a couple questions, actually. This is a good question. And, and possibly we somewhat answered it but what do you think is going to be the biggest hurdle to overcome in year one um you know i think i think we uh, we have a lot on paper established we have a lot to follow we have a but you know when you when you put everything in action or you, you know you never know how it's going to go or if it's going to go smoothly or not and i think we're going to learn a little bit on the the whole uh, like operational side of things i think we have people in place that have the experience to help us mm -hmm. kind of like not feel so much of it uh but at the end of the day like you, you put even and you know you put everything we've put together into an actual like okay this is what it means and this is how it should be applied and let's go and and apply to cba and then they're like oh we didn't think oh yeah i didn't see it coming if, that way yeah or, if we thought of 10 reasons there's 110 reasons that are different <laughs> than the 10 we thought of you know that's yeah. just like the practicality of putting like you're saying like a piece of you know paper into, paper into practice yeah <laughs> like like it's i think that's gonna be uh, maybe one thing that we'll learn the most um i think that learning from feedback from from the players too like from the fans and and what they would like to see more in year one or sorry year two um and i, I also think starting in january let's let's just go simple yeah starting in january playing these 24 games like having all these people move like I, I i'm on the other side and i'm helping here and there or whatever and it's like okay let's make sure that uh, the u-hauls are ready and let's make sure that uh, you know they have the apartments and everything so i think these are like just a new realities yeah. that our players are going to have to face and and deal with and 
and then it's dealing with like I'm you know am I happy my my family is over there I'm mm -hmm. here I'm you know there's that side of things where I always kind of like like to look into is the players kind of like experience they're gonna love the league and everything I think it's the little things yeah um, that might play and then at the end of the day too it might also be actually phenomenal and no one is having any issues with anything yeah that yeah. would be a dream <laughs> <laughs> it could work who knows like it could really work yeah i think i think that the the human side of um the reality that our players like are now January. walking into is like it's exciting for me i mean <laughs> to watch oh, but i'm yeah. sure you know i mean we just saw brianne jenner sign in ottawa and she's yeah. you know uh, got Toronto. a toddler and a couple twins on the way. Mm -hmm. So, and, yeah. you know, traditionally rooted in Toronto. So um, life for her is definitely going to look different. And and like September 18, like when someone gets drafted and they, you know, didn't expect to be in Minnesota or in New York and it's like, okay, hey, now this is reality. Yeah, I'm, I'm out. It's I'm, happening. So I think that's, that's a fresh new, like I know we see it on the men's side and they're willing to also go overseas and like kind of like I'll figure out when I get there. I think this is a new reality that uh, we, we've been wanting. Yes. Let's put it this way. So we've been wanting this. It's just that, you know. It's going to be a little bit of some growing pains <laughs> in the bit beginning, of a slap, I think. maybe. Uh, yeah. yeah. Wake, up, wake up call. Let's yeah. call them wake up call. Yeah, let's yeah. call them little wake up calls. The yeah. alarm's going off. Oh, okay, yeah. one last question. <laughs> this is from Dr. Courtney Cito. Of course. The only person I'm naming in of all these questions. Sorry, guys. That's just <laughs> the way it goes. Are they hiring mascots? Can I be one? Are they hiring team dogs? Can I have a dog? <laughs> Are they? I, I, you tell me. You have more ins on the league if they're. I mean, they gotta hiring. be. They oh, gotta be. It's gotta be. With all of the like, if you look at the NHL and the MLB, NCAA, everything, and NCAA, like I, I just, it's such a fun part of the fan experience. Mascots. Will we see them in year one? Ah, debatable. <laughs> I think maybe votes will come in for the fans to maybe vote on the mascots and everything. There you I go. would see that uh, being maybe an, an opportunity for the league to get the, the feedback from the fans. Might have some weird ones. But. Yeah. And I think it goes without saying that Cax and I are team dogs. So <laughs> everyone should bring have your a dog. dog. Yes. yes, absolutely. I think we should have a. Each. You know, they have that in the ML. I think it's baseball. You can bring your certain stadium. Yeah, yeah. You They're can bring your dog. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can bring your dog at the game, and you're yeah. just like, yeah, yeah. I think and then they play be. the the Lion King soundtrack, and all these people hold up their dogs. And it's funny because you have like little Frenchies, but then you got the one guy holding up like a giant golden retriever. Oh gosh. Well, well I think uh, Courtney, uh, we approved the mascot. I mean, if you want to be a mascot, we'll hire you. Yeah, yeah. You can right. be our mascots actually, if you want. SCPM could have a the cac the Noxian cac show could have. A, I don't know. Should we have I a mascot? I think we should. She would be the most highest educated <laughs> mascot ever. And probably we're going, least We're going paid, sideways. But <laughs> I don't yeah. You get to hang out with us. Yeah, so there you go. What can go wrong? You can bring your dog. Yes, there you absolutely. Are. All right. God. Well, I, I think that's all the time we have for today. Kax, thank yeah. you again so much for coming in from Montreal. Um, for SDPN here, I mean, stay tuned. Yes, I think that tuned. we've got some revisiting to do some reshaping for the show to to make sure that our content is up to date and available for this new league coming yeah. up to the pwhl Absolutely. and it'll all start by following september 18th the snake draft first ever pwhl i know i uh, i think we should do a live kind of like commentating stuff i don't know you heard it here first cast is coming back to toronto <laughs> all right guys thanks so much for tuning in see you next bye time. everyone <laughs>
The Noxie and Cax Show on SDPN, produced in partnership with the PWHPA. Follow Noxie and Cax on Twitter at 27Noxie and at CareLMRD. The views expressed are those of the individuals and are not necessarily those of the PWHPA. Check out SDPN.ca for more Noxie and Cax and the rest of the SDPN crew. Freestyle!